right, mama bears. Erin, <laughs> I was telling Natalie, yeah, I've got my coffee, I've got my water, and I've got my white claw ready to go. <laughs> she said, are you ready for the claw? And then did the cracking noise of it. And I was like, you might be died. And she wasted it on me alone in Discord. <laughs> I'm a method actor, so I have to get into the, the role. <laughs> okay, so we're recording. How do you have anything like do you do any writing, Aaron, or anything like that that you want us to plug? I don't really think so, do you? I just wanted to double check. I don't. I have nothing to plug. <laughs> okay. I didn't mean it in a mean way. I was just like, yeah. just verifying. I have nothing. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> okay, ignoring some kind of... You've confirmed you have nothing going on. Okay, <laughs> got <Right>. it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I remember teasing in the group chat that we had a special guest and then someone said, are they a blogger or a mommy blogger? And I was like, no, they're nothing. And also, you don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I would say she's a some kind of sociological expert in mommy blogging, you know, the hours of research that you've done. And um, (laughs) I think you're the perfect person to join us on this exciting new venture. (laughs) Wait, okay. So have we considered ourselves having started the episode? Yeah. Start the bit, Natalie. Okay, so welcome back to Toxic Feminine Mystique, which is the ladies after dark version of Rock Hard Caucus. And we are excited to have a special guest with us today. Um, We have sociological expert and mommy (laughs) blogger dissertation writing, Erin. Um, So if you want to say hi, Erin. Hi, thank you for having me. We're so glad you're here to help us discuss the mommy blog. Um, (laughs) And we're (laughs) going to be talking with researcher Erin today, coinciding with the launch of our own mom's blog. So we're really excited that we can connect with other mamas just like ourselves who share um, a passion for the Rock Hard Caucus podcast and for all things mommy. Great. Let's get rolling. Yeah. Yeah. So that website is rockhardmamas with an s plural it's very important dot com so make sure to bookmark it um it's fine you know if you want to make it your homepage as soon as you log into your browser so that you can stay up to date on every post we're very proud of it <laughs> i think that goes without saying so in addition to Natalie and myself and Erin, um, we also have to do a shout out to the Rock Hard Caucus graphics department, Allie, who came up with our logo. And you can tell she's also a mom, so she gets it. And like the theme of the blog and the logo were designed with mommies in mind. <laughs> For mommies, mommies. By mommies. Yeah. Far. Iowa millennial mommies. <laughs> So should we should we read our biographies and what makes us qualified to be mommy bloggers? Oh, I would love to. Yeah. Who wants to go first? Why don't you go first, Natalie? Okay, perfect. So um, I don't even know if I've shared that much of my background in Rock Hard Caucus, despite having recorded hundreds of hours of content. <laughs> <laughs> And no one even knows about my five daughters. So, 
Well, the people are hungry for this information. I cannot tell you guys how many times when we have made our content for PayPigs, you guys have been asking us, when are you going to start a mommy blog? People are just, they've just hounded us. They tweet at us. They send emails. Um, Speaking of, rockhardmamas at gmail.com, also available for you to reach out and send us hate mail. So (laughs) we got a website. We got a place for you to send your hate mail. We got a place for you to put your comments. We are ready to roll with the Rock Hard Mamas. So um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I My occupation is I am a stay-at-home mom um, and a leggings enthusiast. So much like how people like things that are comfortable, I too like things that are comfortable. And that makes me relatable. <laughs> I am a small town girl who moved to the big city of Des Moines after college. Along with my BA in marketing, I also received my MRS degree three in 2012 with, from my law enforcement officer husband, Cody. <laughs> We've stood by our vows of for better or worse, and we're the first to admit that marriage isn't easy. And I hope that this bit doesn't make it obvious that he cheated and cheated and cheated and cheated and... <laughs> us to keep a straight face and I can't go like 10 seconds (laughs) I will just say I was at your wedding it was beautiful (laughs) the parts that I remember before I blacked out from the free (laughs) Chardonnay (laughs) (laughs) he is currently cheating on me with a 22 year old soul cycle instructor at his gym named Brecklin with an ass like two basketballs I'm currently working, am I right, mamas, as a stay-at-home mom to my five beautiful daughters, sassy and spirited Finley, 10. (laughs) Reading these aloud are not going to capture the spellings that we've chosen for all of our... (laughs) Yeah, you you gotta go to the the website for those. (laughs) If you replace vowels with Ys, it adds a little bit of, I like to say, like spunk. So we, we tried to do that as much as we could. There's a lot of spunk throughout this entire website, you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Hey! <laughs> I like Cody's spunk. Spirited and sassy Winifred, eight. Spirited and sassy Brecklin, oops, eight. <laughs> I loved the bit of accidentally naming one of my child, like her, my husband going on to fuck someone with the with the like inappropriately young name of my child. Like I have a daughter oh named Brecklin, and then he fucks a twenty two year old named Brecklin. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, spirited and sassy spirit four, and little spirited and sassy sassy three months. <laughs> I'm a lover of yoga pants, cozy sweatshirts, and throw in a little extra booze in my portion when I make my beer can chicken. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> I use uppers to get out of the bed in the morning and downers to forget my family at night. I like good things, being entertained, and doing things that are fun. Sometimes when I drive alone, I fantasize of how if I pull my steering wheel just a little to the right, I'd never have to make another cutesy theme snack again. <laughs> And then I gave myself some um, fast facts. I call coffee yum yum juice, which is based on a real, almost all of these things are based on (laughs) (laughs) I fancy myself progressive, but I'm secretly a soft anti-vaxxer. I didn't want my last baby. And I'm a (laughs) semi-functional. 
<laughs> okay. Okay, mamas, who wants to go next? I can do mine. Lay it on us, mama. Yeah, All right. Go for okay. it, mama bear. <laughs> and I just want to say, to start with, I originally like had like seven kids because I wanted to use a lot of horrible names, but I had to trim it down to four. Uh, loser, loser numbers. <laughs> I mean, we started a family vlog with only four kids. I know. It was, it was getting too complicated when I was trying to think of something to write two posts about. So I, I gave, like, I consolidated some of them into, like, first and middle names. All right. So Erin is a lifelong Iowa girl, coffee addict, lover of all things pizza, small business owner, and most of <laughs> Importantly, a busy wife and mama. I've never read shit like this out loud. This is really embarrassing. <laughs> what is your small what is your small business? <laughs> you'll you'll see. Her days her days usually start with eight cups of coffee and end with nine glasses of red wine. <laughs> she's, she's been happily married to Trevor since two thousand nine. And they have they have their hands full with two wild and crazy boys and two sweet and sassy little girls. (laughs) Traxton Trav is 10. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Abby, Abby Grace, and there's a unique spelling which you'll see on the blog. Abby Grace is eight. Jace Michael is five, and McCarty Jane is three. Erin can't tell you anything about her kiddos' personalities or interests because she's already planned out their entire lives based on stereotypes and isn't interested in getting to know them as people. She, she is a she is a boy mom at heart. And while her and Trevor's vision of one day having 10 large adult sons wasn't part of God's plan, they love their two boys to the moon and back and are working on forgiving their older daughter for killing their dream. <laughs> oh my God, this is so good. Erin <laughs> tried to stay at home mom life for a few years after her oldest was born, but eventually started her own business with Young Living. <laughs> She loves being her own boss and having the flexibility to spend time with her family. In her free time, who even has that? She loves to binge watch The Office, eat pizza and tacos, and imagine how much better her life would be if she only had sons. She thrives on kindness, good wine, and having fun. That's it. That's me. (laughs) working on forgiving her oldest daughter. Oh my god. That was like one of the last things I added. <laughs> I think my favorite part is just uh the there's a, do you have an MFA in writing because the phrase their dream for 10 large adult sons like that is so evocative to me. I absolutely love it. <laughs> I love the I love the idea that like she got tired of not working so she started her own business. With Young Living. Yeah. <laughs> You're always just like, wait for it, wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> if someone says they're a small business owner and you're like, how? <laughs> yeah. Like they put like CEO in their Facebook profile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Mama Sharks, I think it's important to note that we are hearing our biographies 
for the first time. So it's very interesting to me to like see the common themes that are coming through just based on our own individual understanding of mommy bloggers. So I think you'll find <laughs> similar similar themes in my biography. So Stella is a lifelong resident of the great state of Iowa. Go oh, Hawks! Go Hawks. She runs on coffee, <laughs> grace, a little gangster rap, a messy bun, some ranch dressing, and we know God's love is real because in all his wisdom, he invented Franzia. She is high school sweethearts with her hubby, Mike, and former Miss Port Queen. And there's like... When you read this on the blog, there's like a little asterisk. And if you scroll to the very bottom of the page, it says semi semi finalist to the runner up. <laughs> and now she has the most important job M O M to three young boys running wild from sun up to sun down. And sun is spelled S O N. I like the dynamic that we're all friends, but Aaron is secretly seething with jealousy that you produced all these like strapping young boys. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they'll become large adult sons in no time. I'm trying to raise them while raising his name on high, y'all. <laughs> I'm so glad someone got the Jesus, captured the Jesus mommy blogger ethos it just, because, you know. Yeah, it wasn't even intense. It just came out. It just came out of me. <laughs> she also has several lucrative small businesses, and her upline said that she should become an influencer to really see her sales take off. So, of course, she joined her friends to create the Rock Hard Mama's Mommy blog. Hashtag Girlboss. <laughs> Favorite catchphrase I'm bringing the puppy gel. <laughs> So that's my vibe. Wow, we are a well-rounded group. Oh my we really god, are. this is great. <laughs> I love dropping an upline, and you never clarify that it's an MLM. <laughs> this is clearly an MLM. It's not a pyramid scheme. <laughs> there are just people above me, and there's less of them, and there's people below me, and there's more of them. Yeah. Okay. It's it's definitely like more triangle shaped, if anything. <laughs> but where are the sides? A pyramid must have sides. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, I'm dying. That's so good, Stella. <laughs> so we are here talking about mommy bloggers. Did we have like is it just like a je ne sais quoi or do we have a definition of a mommy blogger? I feel like in our mm. outline, I was like, what is a mommy blogger? But it's definitely like know, a I feel like you, millennial you know when, when you see phenomenon. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of these like people who um, decide to like mine their own families for content. Yeah. And then like monetize yeah. it. Yes. It's less often blogs than vlogs now, I think. Yeah. It's mostly people doing video. Mm -hmm. And TikToks, unfortunately. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Really? I think there's like, there's such an undercurrent of narcissism associated with it. And also like what I find most unappealing is like trying to keep it real about motherhood. (laughs) Um, Mother, like being a mom is a very difficult and important job and moms are great. But when you, there's a certain particular type of mommy blogger that is is taking this to a uncomfortable space where, you know, they're showing videos or content about their children that could be embarrassing to them now, like that they're, you know, specifically asking them not to publish or like down mm-hmm. the road, 10 years from now, they're going to find their mom's blog online and find out, oh, you really wanted a, a boy? <laughs> very damaging and it's like I think it's like a symptom I mean mommy blog readership or viewership is a symptom of like a very real desperation for connection especially Mm -hmm. with people like trying to parent at home during the pandemic more and more and then just like alienation and feeling like you don't have people who relate to you so you kind of develop these parasocial relationships with these like family bloggers who like exist to monetize you. And so it's really very, very exploitative because I think people read this stuff because they're so lonely and so lost. And like the like experience of like modern American parenthood parenting without like, you know, you don't have unions, you don't have family supports, you don't have paid family leave, you don't have all these resources. So you're just like, desperate and tired and lonely and looking for solutions. And so here are these like, scary narcissists sweeping in to like, attempt to like, monetize their own children and make money off of like, family despair and it just like mommy bloggers deserve every piece of hate that they get because like fuck you honestly like (laughs) (laughs) and they they make their lives look perfect until there's one post about how overwhelmed they feel and that's like how how you should feel empathy for them because of xyz but the photos that they're putting out there are like so perfect it's just a level of perfection that's unobtainable and that I think is historically what American women have been told we have to achieve, right? Like our house has to be spotless. We have to have perfect kids, well-groomed kids. And then in the last couple decades, like for the working class, women, you can't have a household with only one parent working. If you want to have kids, for most people, both parents have to be working, except, you know, until you think about the cost of childcare, right? And sometimes it's, it costs more to put your kids in daycare than it would be to take them out of daycare and raise them as a stay-at-home mom while your partner works, right? So these are, are women who have to give up their careers because, unfortunately, women often are the lesser earner in their relationship as well. So <laughs> it, it's just a, a complicated phenomenon. Plus, everyone our age wants to be famous, right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're like, you have these people who are like turn, taking it to the camera and trying to like show everyone supposedly the inner workings of their lives for money. And then you have like, you know, lots of desperate people who see these like images of perfection and it just makes them feel worse and worse. And it's like another way to try and get women to blame.
blame themselves instead of like yeah. blaming capitalism and all the other forces that are making them miserable and making them um, unable to like provide the way they want to for their families. I thought we were going to be able to have it all. You thought we were going to be able to have it all? Yeah, I thought we were supposed to have it all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I've got some bad news for you. <laughs> <laughs> and so without further ado, Aaron, will you please take us through the sick, twisted world of the CR Moms blog? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to, like, my Wi-Fi is still out, so I'm going to try to do this from my phone. But on um, the Cedar Rapids Moms blog, it's a collective of moms in Cedar Rapids. <laughs> A working collective of moms? These moms are organizing. (laughs) It's called organizing everywhere, sweetie. (laughs) I did look it up, and Des Moines does have its own mom's blog. Tell me more about these comrades. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to pull up their bios right now. Like, honestly, I was on there yesterday trying to find, like, some interesting posts that I could bring up on here, and most of them weren't that bad but just some of these bios are so fucking funny okay and i think like one of these i think i got some inspiration from a few of these actually i did too i i pulled mine basically from one of them (laughs) (laughs) there was the one where she said that she met her husband at dairy queen (laughs) 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 one thing that i noticed too while i was looking at old posts there was somebody who um wrote a post back in 2016 about the Harambe incident. (laughs) I think it was like something about just not judging the kid's mom or something for letting him, like it was like a kid got into the gorilla enclosure, right? That's what happened. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, So brave. Okay. Yeah. This is my favorite bio. (laughs) Cartley is a single mom of a spunky, independent and sassy three-year-old. Her days usually start with a cup or two or three of coffee and end with a glass of wine. And the rest of it's not really that interesting. So that's an interesting element, too, that I think we've noticed is like this glorification of alcoholism to cope with the stress of raising your children. Yes. Which like it's I think a recent phenomenon because women like it wasn't considered really ladylike to drink alcohol or, you know, uh, Uh until a few generations ago. And There's been recent studies, too, that point to, like, rising rates of cirrhosis in women, especially, and, like, alcohol-related diseases in women because of this weird enthusiasm (laughs) for using alcohol. (laughs) And I think in Iowa, too, like, there is a big drinking culture in um, throughout the state and, and the Midwest, really, which I think can be really... I mean, fun on a Friday, but <laughs> less fun long term. Yeah, I know. I notice a ton of it with like the like kind of local mommy influencers that we have. I think we have more of a mommy beer culture than a lot of places do, but like it's pretty gross and it's sad. And I try to like, like, what is going on with people that they're so alienated and so miserable that they're, like, it It makes me really sad. And it's, like, like alcoholism is such a serious, serious disease that can just devastate lives. And I just, mm-hmm. like, the idea mm-hmm. that people would um, make posts glorifying it and then have those be sponsored and then sell merchandise, like, encouraging you to be guzzling wine while you take care of your children is just, like... 
there are profit ghouls at every level of all of this stuff. And I, I absolutely hate yeah. it. Yeah. That's the thing is someone was like, this is an untapped market. You've made it, baby. Same with like Virginia <laughs> Slims or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. It's just like when they discovered that ladies could smoke cigarettes too. It's like, wait a minute. We have this market of moms that mm-hmm. we can get to and try and have them become like alcoholics too. So like, can we yeah. like, yeah. I wonder what it is that made it become wine specifically. Does anyone know anything about that? That's kind of odd I to me. Don't. I never thought about that. Maybe just because wine is classier than... <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of you know like the archetype of the wine mom like why did they start marketing wine specifically to women Mm -hmm. I mean maybe it's because the kind of women who would fall for those kinds of marketing schemes are like more believers in gender roles and stuff and like beer would be for men or you know Mm -hmm. definitely yeah I think beer is more for guys and wine is it's seen as like a classier <laughs> choice. Yeah. The idea of like gendered food and drink is so funny to me, which kind yeah. of brings us back to Cedar Rapids mom's blog. Cause there's this mom blogger that we love from there who is absolutely <laughs> obsessed with gender roles. And oh, she yeah. makes like his and hers pizzas and says like, like one of them is the man pizza, which yeah. is like meat and cheese, and the other is the the woman pizza <laughs> is like vegetable, and it looks horrifying either way. But like these pizzas like the do idea. not look appetizing <laughs> at all. <laughs> like imagine, but this. yeah, like men, many cheese and meat. They love meat. They love getting heart disease, baby. <laughs> and ladies, we got to be watching our figures. So that's why we eat vegetables. I don't know. It's so stupid. <laughs> like, why is wine the girl drink? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just like so ghoulish and so mm-hmm. disturbing and like such a bad like the idea that you would make your own bio on a blog describe your the like multiple types of substances you use at different parts of the day <laughs> like <laughs> I'm sitting down to tell you a little bit about me um <laughs> so first thing in the morning I use this type of type of substance to wake up and I use a lot of it and then at night I use this type of substance to go to sleep and I use a lot of that too just like <laughs> just like really crazy to me <laughs> the coffee thing is weird too it's just yeah. weird. What is, why does this have to do with, I wonder if that, if the coffee yeah. stuff's a marketing thing too or what? It might just be like an offshoot of people thinking it's a personality. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. as someone so who you drinks have your, like chunky sweaters ten, and your pumpkin spice latte or whatever. A day. <laughs> wake up with 12 no-dose caplets. Go to sleep. <laughs> Some of us need okay, it. Okay, so um, <laughs> we have the CR Moms blog. There's also a Des Moines Moms blog. Do we want to move on to mom merch? Yes. Yeah, so um, Rock Hard Mamas fans, um, when you go to the website, you can see the actual photos. But something I wanted to um, curate and discuss at length is the merchandising around this brand of moms. And... Um, <laughs> there, there there, were a lot of fun ones to choose from but I'm just going to read through these the first one I'll just describe it is a t-shirt that says messy bun coffee run gangster rap get it done <laughs> hashtag handle it 
And this is a very common like phrase or whatever. Um, I found it on basically anything you could imagine to purchase. So shirts, uh, tote bags, whatever. So none of these women have listened listened to a rap song since the year two thousand six. Yes, love urban music. Yeah. <laughs> You see, it's interesting and notable because of the juxtaposition between me and this music, yeah. which is I'm different a, for a reasons. White lady, <laughs> <laughs> and I love gangsta rap. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, what a monster! <laughs> I mean, like I've I've heard maybe this is apocryphal, but I've heard like the largest consumer of rap music are like white people in the suburbs. So, <laughs> oh no, that's totally true. That tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is a very cute tank to show off those arms. Um, that says, "Does running out of wine count as cardio?" <laughs> oh my god. Because if so, I guess I work out every day. (laughs) So bad. Just another glorification of uh, drinking culture. Okay, this one um, I found on Etsy. And it's also very popular on all kinds of different merchandise. It says, a little country, a little hood. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Whoever designed this knows about white women in Iowa. Am I right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. The next one I stole from um, a BuzzFeed list of like the worst outfits for children. So this is a whole other like category. (laughs) We could spend hours looking at the like graphic onesies that exist out there for people to buy that have like creepy little sayings um this one says daddy's little squirt and then there's like a little sperm (laughs) yeah it's just like we are all three obsessed with like pregnancy announcements too and especially when people are disgusting and graphic about it yeah i'm so stuffed with a little turkey That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Nothing beats the greatest one of all time, which is when that lady stood in the, like, so apparently oh, they yeah. put cows or pigs in a, like, little machine when they're going to inseminate them. <laughs> yep, yep. There's, and, yeah. All, my, yeah. All, all of our listeners who are um, animal husbandry <laughs> experts, there's a little shout out to you guys. But, yeah, basically the conceit was... She'd gotten like, inseminated with this crazy machine. Uh, and the, But the husband's wearing a glove that goes up to, like, his elbow. Uh, and then yeah. that's the announcement. And it's like, oh, my. Uh, Truly uh, foul. Absolutely foul. Yeah. It's the grossest one of those I've ever seen. <laughs> for for our supposed non-Iowa listeners, that glove is so that you can shove your arm up the hoo-ha, <laughs> <laughs> the, the cow or pig that you're inseminating in this yeah. machine. Anyway, sorry. No, important, important digression, I think. Um, the next onesie that I've chosen um, says mommy plus me equals one broke daddy. <laughs> Yes, bitches be shopping. <laughs> this is another one of my favorite themes out there that 
women love to spend money and that they love calling their husband their wallet. And it's like, why are you married if you hate your spouse so much? Just get divorced. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you do not sound like you're in a good relationship. Mm-hmm. None of the, none of the mommy bloggers actually like their husbands. No, they hate their husbands. <laughs> they hate they, their husbands. They loathe them for for like yeah for getting them pregnant for not like co-parenting very well. I mean, they do nothing around the house. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They're just like another big kid. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. This next one, pretty self-explanatory, but I thought that you guys would want to discuss it. So this is a onesie that says, I'm the reason mommy drinks. Oh, my God. Yeah, pretty uh, on the nose there. But there's a little clip art of a coffee cup at the bottom of it. So there, it's uh, kind of like, it's like a wink and a nod. Oh, okay. Like, mommy's only drinking coffee, which is fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, the next one is a wine glass. And on the outside, it says, boy, mom, send help. So this is another common <laughs> theme. Like, boys are just... Agents of chaos, they are so much more difficult to raise than girls, and it's just because boys and girls are fundamentally different because of their, like, it's just so sexist, so tired, Mm -hmm. like, hate that shit. People can't really agree on, like, if boys or girls are easier to raise, because they'll say that about boys, and then with girls you hear, oh, they have drama, Mm -hmm. like, um, the one mommy blogger that I won't name. (laughs) I keep wanting to say her name so bad. DM us if you want to know who the greatest mommy bugger is that we're obsessed with. Let's put her on blast. Let's dox her no, right now. What's her address? No, no. <laughs> if you want to know Erin and I's favorite mommy bugger, I have been following her for years and years. She is an absolute blast. Mm-hmm. Um, she's on she's on TikTok. She has her own blog. She's on CR Mom's blog. Shoot me a DM and <laughs> I'll give you her name. <laughs> Every time she has a new TikTok, every time she has a new post, I'm always all over it. She is out mm-hmm. of her fucking mind. The TikTok about her taxes was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> she did multiple TikToks about her taxes, actually. She did so many TikToks about her taxes. <laughs> like, oh do you God. know what pl- platform you're on, ma'am? <laughs> Who is on TikTok, though? Maybe she thought she was on Tax Talk instead of TikTok. Uh, <laughs> Common mistake. Common mistake. I made my TikTok so that I could follow her. That's what I did too. Because when you said she was on there, I'm like, oh God. And now, I, now I'm obsessed with TikTok and I follow all these craft TikToks. <laughs> All right, I wanna I wanna finish strong with uh, a three T-shirts you can buy. This is like you need to wear these shirts at the same time as your hubby and your baby, and then they all make sense. So there are more examples of mom merch on RockHardMamas.com, but I really want to end with this one uh, sent to us by a friend of the pod, graphic design department, Allie High. For Rock Hard Caucus. So the mom is wearing a shirt that says, got that W-A-P. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. No, 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 no,
made that pullout game oh, weak. God, no. Oh my god. And it's still it's still her that made the pullout game weak. He doesn't get credit for that. Yeah, I know. I don't know why he That's gets bullshit. to wear that shirt. And then there's an adorable little onesie and it says nine months later. So yeah, this couple, they fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, like, ordering these shirts and then making your baby and your husband wear them? And nine months later, that's not even in the song. Like, what? Absolutely bonkers. Yeah, that I mean, that really doesn't even make sense. You can't have your baby no. involved in it. But if it's just you and your husband with your t-shirts that are like, yeah, we fuck, it's not like <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh all right and now natalie the moment we've all been waiting for and that is the ultimate mommy blogger story oh my god i've been obsessed with this story forever erin did were you familiar with it yeah i know about it (laughs) oh man Okay, so I have a bunch of different articles pulled up about it, but I think, so this is my favorite mommy vlogger of all time, and I actually did not follow her before this shitstorm happened, (laughs) but but now she's my favorite, and I've gone back and watched a bunch of her videos because it's just, like, absolutely fucking insane, but this is, like, I think the ultimate example of the dark side of this, like, parental blogging and like you know it really puts into stark relief some of the like actual very very like dark social issues involved with this entire industry absolutely it's a really really sad story to be clear just because I do like also think it is fucking hilarious doesn't mean that it is (laughs) fundamentally a story of human misery (laughs) I'm laughing um, already. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I don't know. It's like this isn't an Iowa related one, but I can't talk about mommy bloggers without talking about this lady and her family. They're just like so fascinating to me. So it's this family, the Stauffers. So S-T-A-U-F-F-E-R, Stauffers. So Micah and James are the parents. They started, let me just read the article. I'll do it this way. I have an article in front of me. So a YouTuber placed her adopted autistic son from China with a new family after making content with them for years. Micah Stouffer built her YouTube following partly by sharing every step of her journey to adopt a toddler from China. This week, she revealed why he'd gone missing from all her videos. So that first is so of all, fucked this up. is so fucked up. This is, uh, first of all, a story of how internet bullying works because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was like, it was like one lady who realized that Huxley stopped showing up in their videos yeah. and just oh, kept wow. adding her constantly and like, um, posting on every single video, like where's Huxley, where's Huxley, where Huxley. I didn't until realize it finally, that. Yeah, yeah. Until it finally got I didn't know book. about that before. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. This, like, BuzzFeed reporter finally, like, caught notice of it. Holy shit. Because, like, this lady figured out, like, hey, this kid is not in any of these videos anymore. (laughs) I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for this meddling (laughs) BuzzFeed reporter. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. 
A YouTuber with hundreds of thousands of followers shared her family's experience of adopting a toddler from China, announced on Tuesday she and her husband had permanently paced her family, her child with another family after unspecified behavioral issues. And they refer to this as rehoming, which is like which is so you, yeah. dark. That's, so that's what you do up. for a dog or a hamster. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what you do on Craigslist with a pet. That's what they that's call not, it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't rehome a child. And I just like if this baby had come out of your own vagina, you would never ever do this. So people right. treating a- adoption as though it is somehow different is just so disturbing to me. I mean, on top of the fact that like they she, yeah. so they adopted this child and she never thought of him. She must have never thought of him as her own actual child, which leads you to think like, so for the years that she was his like caretaker, what was happening there? Like if you mm-hmm. don't bond with a child that you adopted enough to not give them to another family when things are tough, like you were probably not the right parent for them over the last few years. Mm-hmm. I mean, the ultimate, like, happy ending of this story is that the child ends up with an undisclosed family. It says the family has, like, experience with children with special needs and the mom is a medical professional. So it turns out better than it would have if they had actually yeah. kept this kid. So that's what makes me feel a little more comfortable laughing about it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's so much better that this, like, poor fucking special needs kid is out of this, like, toxic situation where they aren't seen as an actual, as the actual child of the parents. And it it sounds like Huxley has found a good family. Not someone you're just including in your family for clout. For clout. And they made right. a fuck they made a fuckload of money off this kid too. Like everything they did with him was sponsored. And um, their trips to China were covered by subscribers. <gasps> there I mean it's it's just it's crazy. Also, they named the kid Huxley. They saddled <laughs> that kid with the fucking name forever, <laughs> even though they wouldn't say <laughs> their parents. God. It's like a name for a dog. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't even give my dog that name. Yeah. Like, I know. It's, just like, oh. it's like a bad name for a dog. All I think of is like, <laughs> is it Aldous Huxley who wrote Brave New World? Yeah. That is the only Huxley I can think of. And it's just like, okay, I guess that was uh, prescient. <laughs> Okay, so um, Micah and her husband James, who live in Ohio, have been sharing their life on YouTube since 2014. Micah's channel has 717,000 subscribers, and the family channel, The Stoffer Life, has 332,000. When they started (laughs) vlogging, they had one daughter together, and Micah had a daughter from a previous relationship. I just just also want to note really quickly that Erin had a really good joke in our group chat as we were preparing for this episode that these blogs always have a name like the Stoffer Files or Five Little Robertsons. <laughs> they always do. They always do. The names are never good. I think that my all-time favorite mommy blog title is just Tales of Me and the Husband. Oh my, oh my god. god. Barf. <laughs> Yeah, they're always so boring. They're never even like great puns or anything. Mm-hmm. Or it'll just be like the the last name three or whatever. Yeah. It's like <laughs> <laughs> they okay. So they also share two sons together, whose pregnancy and birth they shared on the channel in July 2016. The couple posted a video titled, and I cannot possibly overemphasize 
how manic their posting is. It's in all caps. It's with emojis. It's with exclamation points. It's manic. So it said in July 2016, the couple posted a video that said, big announcement, baby number four. (laughs) 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 They announced they were aiming to adopt a little boy from China. They added they were even considering adopting another child from, quote, Uganda or Ethiopia, end quote. Okay, Madonna. Okay, Angelina Jolie. (laughs) They don't know a fucking thing about those countries at all. They just want a Chinese one, a brown one. They just... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, they want to collect a child of each race or race or ethnicity. Yeah, we're progressive. Of course we do. <laughs> so, Micah produced 27 videos about their, quote, adoption journey, including a 13-part series of, quote, a- adoption updates. In the series, Micah answered questions about the process of adopting from China and the emotions she felt. In some videos, she plugged a fundraiser she had organized for Huxley's unspecified needs. She said every person who donated $5 would unlock a different piece of a thousand-piece puzzle, which would, at the end, be a photo of Huxley that she would reveal to the world. Oh, my God. (laughs) That That is dark. I didn't realize that. What I find so unsettling, too, is, like, the level of sincerity, not, like, in the the money-grabbing content specifically, but, like, the level of sincerity that she is trying to project with, like, we're adopting this child, and, like, it, it just goes to show you, you know, and then when she's able to rehome this kid, like, that that is all, like, it's, so, it's sociopathy, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And at no point is she like, and I'm going to give back the money that my channel made off of our adoption journey, or I have put this money in a trust for him to help with his needs over the course of his lifetime. Yeah. And I read, there's some really good reporting about this that's a lot more in-depth than the article I have pulled up, where, like, they interviewed Huxley's doctor from China, who told them over and over and over that his disabilities were profound. Mm. And their whole justification is that they they were not told by the Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> They said his adoption file was not transparent, is how they referred it to. And, like, they had no idea, like, the severity of his needs. And apparently the doctor, when they interviewed him, he said, like, I told them multiple times that this is going to be, like, that it's going to require a significant amount of work and that this is these are severe special needs. Um, and I found a Facebook post the lady put in a Facebook group that let me let me pull it up. You guys are gonna just die. Oh, I think I remember this. <laughs> this was this was back around the time of the adoption um, asked to China adoption questions group. We're praying about adopting again. My husband wanted to ask what special needs would you consider minor or relatively <laughs> easy? <laughs> oh that's right. Yeah, that's the one. A relatively easy to to manage that most people wouldn't consider easy. (laughs) (laughs) She's so dumb. So she is publicly asking, can you please tell me what will make me look good? But it's not actually that difficult. (laughs) My husband wanted to ask, what special needs would you consider to be minor or easy to manage that most people wouldn't consider easy? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. 
Anyway, oh yeah, so you also got to have your name written in Huxley's baby book if you donated $5. So, hit a sponsored video from 2017. Micah said she was using her proceeds from YouTube ads toward the adoption and writing in the caption that sponsorship profits are going towards bringing our son home from China. And in an article she wrote for Parade, Micah said the stoppers were told by the agency that Huxley had a brain tumor and brain damage. She wrote, at first, the couple wasn't open to a special needs adoption. Quote, but as we let the idea soak in, God, he softened our hearts. (laughs) (laughs) And he opened your wallet. (laughs) Before we knew it, we were open to almost any special needs in the book. In the big book of special needs. <laughs> oh my gosh. What a way to phrase that. Yeah. It's, yeah, awful. In October 2017, Micah posted a compilation video entitled Huxley's Emotional Adoption Video. Gotcha, day. <laughs> China Adoption. That she dedicated to, quote, all of the orphans around the world. It features videos of Huxley from before his adoption, as well as a video of the family traveling to China and meeting them for the first time. Huxley was two and a half years old at the time. The video was a huge hit for Micah's channel and has been viewed more than 5.5 million times. What? The kid is cute as fuck. But that's the problem, right? It's like special needs kids are usually very, very cute. And so people who, like, think that they're really cute as babies will, like, decide that they want to adopt special needs children. And this isn't something that has, like, no precedent before. Um, You hear that with people, like, adopting Down's babies of, like, those babies are very, very cute. But... That doesn't make the like severity of their disabilities and the amount that of care mean you're and attention. Like equipped to care for them. Yeah, yeah, just because you find a baby with special needs to be adorable does not mean that you are prepared to raise a child with special needs. After Huxley came home, the next video Micah posted was titled "My China Adoption Experience: The Truth." <laughs> 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 <Sorry>. <laughs> And when she describes her emotions the day of the adoption, she continued updating her followers in videos like Huxley's 10-month China adoption update, international adoption update. (laughs) (laughs) It's so manic. I can't help it. Um, Anyway, so it goes on to describe a lot of her different posts. Um, Some of her Huxley update videos like Five things I didn't expect about our China adoption. International adoption were sponsored by companies like Dreft. So it's unclear when she first started to monetize her account and who her sponsors all were. Um, she partnered with brands like Glossier, Good American Fabletics, Whoa. and Abada. The birth of her fifth child was even featured in People magazine. Whoa. So that really goes to show how much money yeah. these people are mm-hmm. actually making about it. I had no idea she was so popular, like millions of views. Like, yes. yeah, yeah. And there's, I mean, there's some, I'm going to send in the group chat a picture, but there's some like really dark monetized post. Like here's, I, I just sent one. This is a, a picture of her with nose to nose with Huxley and sitting right behind her is a jug of drift laundry detergent. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> and the caption, the caption is this adoption hasn't always been the easiest ride. We've had so many bu- uh, bumps along the way, but it's my one of my favorite journey, journeys I've ever embarked on. I love everything about this little boy and I wouldn't trade him for anything. <gasps> <laughs> Things that have aged well. (laughs) 
Jeez Louise. She also began to write articles about her experience adopting a child with special needs for parenting blogs and magazines. And this is where it starts to get even darker is like she following this started to posit herself as an expert both on international adoption and on special needs parenting. Oh my God. And when you have someone like a family vlogger who's been in People Magazine um, sucking up all the air from actual like disability advocates and parents of kids with special needs, that can mm-hmm. be a big problem too. In, a pe- in the piece for Parade, Micah wrote, when Huxley came home, they realized his special needs file was, quote, inaccurate. In actuality, she wrote, Huxley was diagnosed with, quote, having a stroke in utero, has level three autism and sensory processing disorder. He was a great kid, and his condition doesn't involve that much overall care. All you need is a big heart and practice patience every day. It's a different kind of patience, she wrote. Like, you can't go around telling people that, like, having a, a child who had a stroke and has severe autism doesn't involve that much overall care. All you need is a big heart. Like, <laughs> no, like you do it. I wonder it involves- too, this is like complete speculation and super dark, but I wonder if like when they were told that he had maybe like a brain tumor or maybe something that would shorten his lifespan, if they were more okay with that than caring for a child for a longer oh, period of time who had more okay. severe issues. That's possible. That's dark. Yeah. Maybe they didn't anticipate, you know, because living. Yeah. And living with them as an adult. I didn't think about that, but that's probably part of it too. Yeah. Fuck that's his family. so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, that's the other thing is like someone adopting a special needs child. I mean, this is not a age zero to 18 thing. Yeah. Like, you mm-hmm. essentially have a child forever. I was feeling, you know, before we started this this uh, episode, I was like, are we punching down a little bit? Nope. They get what they deserve. <laughs> <laughs> they totally got what they deserve. They're yeah. so bad. Okay. So September 2019, posted, she posted her final update on Huxley's progress. So after this, she stops posting about Huxley. Emotional China adoption update two years home in which she announced that since Huxley's autism diagnosis, he has been in applied behavioral analysis therapy. Quote, he's doing so well, and I'm so excited to see the huge steps forwards he makes in his third year after being adopted from China. The way she talks about him is so weird. Like, after being adopted from China, instead of, like, after, like, you know, he became part of our family Mm -hmm. or after we adopted him from China, they, like, take themselves out of the language a lot in a way that is just... It's weird. So he mm-hmm. continued to appear in photos on Instagram and in YouTube videos in late 2019 and early 2020. One of Micah's last posts featuring Huxley on February 16th discussed the difficulty of dealing with um, his special needs. Quote, we have had hard days, lots of them. I wish autism and adoption trauma had a manual to direct it, direct you through it all. On Mother's Day, she wrote it was the hardest holiday she'd ever had. And soon followers began to wonder what was going on, asking Micah for updates on Huxley and his whereabouts. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh. so then there's this woman from New York who ran an account called Micah Stoffer Fan. <laughs> and then she was one of the ones who started to, like, pressure yeah. them for answers. And she told BuzzFeed News, I knew if I was going to try and find out what happened to him, we need to more support to spread the word and get justice for Huxley. And so that's when she reached out to to BuzzFeed. Oh my gosh. And her account soon amassed over 600 followers. 
Then on Tuesday night, the staffers posted a video called an update on our family. They had removed Huxley from their home and placed him with another family, they said. The couple said the decision was made for Huxley's emotional well-being. I cannot get over the fact that, like, this kid is saddled with the name Huxley forever because of these fucking freaks. (laughs) James said Huxley had several special needs they weren't aware of until he came into the U.S., They had placed him in intense therapy over the last year and consulted experts. Quote, after multiple assessments, after multiple evaluation, numerous medical professionals felt he needed a different fit to his medical needs. He needed more. Which is like, so a bunch of doctors told you that you were doing a terrible job parenting this child with special (laughs) needs and you're like... (laughs) Um, She said... 99% 99% of their struggles were never shared with the YouTube sh- YouTube channel out of respect for his privacy. Whatever. She doesn't respect his privacy. Are you kidding me? No, she doesn't respect his privacy. She, like, implies now that, that Huxley tried to attack her children or something. Um, oh multiple gosh. scary things happened inside the home towards our other children. Which, sure, but, like, again, you adopted a child with a brain tumor that you were told would... Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. quote, we saw it in family time with other people. He constantly chose them and signed and showed tons of emotion to show us and let us know that he wanted this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> to not okay. be with other people. <laughs> Honestly, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was signing frantically. Please get me away from these white people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, here's some comments from some followers who support them. Um, however, many people were uncomfortable with the situation, especially since Huxley had been such a big part of the family's monetized channel. And then there were a bunch of like tweets. Okay. Quote, imagine adopting a special needs needs child from China, naming him Huxley, a crime in itself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Exploit, exploiting him for sponsorship money and monetized video and then rehoming him when things got hard like he's a pet and not an actual human child human child so it's not good um they deserve <laughs> all of the hate that they get 100 percent. they had every opportunity to be aware of the like severity of like his special needs they sought out a child with special needs specifically for clout and then as soon as it became too difficult to handle then they cut and run after saddling huxley with the name huxley forever (laughs) they they have the resources too like they could have brought in you know, some type of, of assistance, just even on a day-to-day basis to, like, help them keep him in their family. Like, there's definitely options out there for people who have the resources, and these are not, like, an unprivileged family. Mm-hmm. No, and at no point does it say they hired someone to come in and help work with the other children. Yeah. Um, at no point did they have, like, but I feel like, I feel like some kind of, like, live-in help would not have fit the brand exactly and so so Mm -hmm. that was the issue so it was better to just attempt to cut and run with the kid than it was to like like have someone come in and help them work with this kid because they would be yeah i don't know how long did they think that they were gonna get away with just like not including him in their posts either (laughs) like (laughs) like people are just not gonna notice when you lose a a kid (laughs) and like the most important one as far as the most visible one, yeah, yeah, because you've like, <laughs> like monetized his baby book, yeah. like right. <laughs> it's 
$5 a person to get a chance to see his face and then you're just going to take him away and no one's going to notice. <laughs> yeah. What happened to the kid where I bought a puzzle piece to reveal his face? Like... <laughs> It's so dark. I'm just really fascinated. And it, like, there's like some like really good long form reporting on Huxley. Like, yeah. <laughs> because just like, it's just like such a, a fascinating, like, uh, like micro story of the problem of family blogging. Mm hmm. But if you're ready United for States. some real hard-hitting journalism, though, you're going to check out rockhardmamas.com <laughs> for some excellent mommy blogging content. You know who won't get rid of their children? They were, ne- they were never real to begin with. <laughs> it's so dark, though. I just, I can't get over it. Yeah. To, like, not try at all and then to just get rid of the kid and assume that they could yeah. just go back to, like, that no one would ever notice and they could just go back to blogging with them and their white family. Yeah. And, like, also the idea that you would be looking for special needs that, like, mm-hmm. weren't that, like, weren't that special needs, but, like, me? the easier ones, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. I really am wondering now if, like, they actually did expect him to not live very long, and then they thought that they could, like, get clout right? for having a dead child or something. That's, that's right. really yeah. fucked up. That's a but huge, honestly, that's, like, sweeps. Okay kind of content where your child yeah. is dying and you're attentive to them in, in their last few moments. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, I really yes. wouldn't put it past most of these people. Like a lot of them are just mm-hmm. total narcissists. So yeah, now that's I what about it that. is, isn't it? It's when they thought he had a brain tumor, they would take him home. But when they realized mm-hmm. that he had this like extremely severe autism and was like a ton of work and wasn't dying, then they were yes. like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't sign up for this yeah. <laughs> we signed up for the dead baby oh god <laughs> um, well i know natalie that you have to um end pretty quickly here and this white claws hit my bladder hard so <laughs> i think this has been an excellent episode erin thank you so much for joining us and sharing your expertise <laughs> thank you thank you for having me <laughs> So everyone go to rockhardmamas.com and check out the new mom's blog posting from all three of us on there uh, for all your best, your recipes, your life hacks, <laughs> personal stories. No, we have not returned any of our fake children yet. So. <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking about returning my daughters. I'm just going to drop them <laughs> off at the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and if she does you'll hear it you'll he- read it on the blog first folks so yes. yep yep it'll be mine for content first <laughs> uh, all right guys god bless america good night <laughs> bye bye mother tell your children not to walk my way Tell your children not to hear my words, what they mean, what they say, mother. Mother, can you keep them in the dark for a while? Can you have them?